The World Cup on off the ball, covering the good, the bad, and well, the ugly of what's happening in Qatar. Neymar can push the ball between your legs because he just sees things. Subscribe to the OTB Football Podcast feed now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. We're turning our attention to rugby and there are squally showers blowing through the English rugby system at the moment. I'm delighted to say Will Greenwood is with us to try and parse what it means. Will, good morning to you. How are you? Uh, yeah, good morning. Fascinating chat about uh, the football. I missed yesterday's stuff. I'm just picking up on it now. So France got turned over, did they? Because they put a second team out. Pretty much, yeah. Um, right, but they they got the job done and topped the group. It, uh, it didn't matter. Right, in okay. Yeah. And England have got Senegal. Mate, we're on the way, aren't we? We're on the way. You must be supporting us. It's coming home, yeah, well. Exactly. That's that's how it works, right? We're all delighted yeah, for our neighbours. Yeah, Wales and Scotland, they're all over us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got the banners out. St. George flag. Thanks, guys. Um, it's funny that one of the things that is managing to keep the English football team off the back of the English newspapers this morning is... Um, the England cricket team scoring 257 and Zach Crawley getting a century this morning. Is that, yes? Apparently, Pakistan, yeah, they, yeah. they have a bit of a bug... Uh, in the squad at the moment, the cricket team. There's a bit of a bug in, in English rugby at the moment too. Yeah. I haven't heard yeah. of this guy before, David Pembroke, who who works for Eddie Jones as an independent media advisor, but he was busy in the comments of the Times newspaper yesterday um, insulting the chief executive of the RFU and he's had to apologise to him. I, this is mad stuff. I, I've never seen anything like this before. No. Uh, I know Bill very well I, I'm not going to do an arson venger here I was out uh, with my day job and entertaining clients yesterday so it seemed to have missed that furor you might have to either fill me in or I'll have to dodge the question well I, I'm happy to fill you in because it's, it's, it is yeah. pretty interesting right um, yeah. so there was a story yesterday in the London Times about uh, how the recently appointed ex-GB hockey coach was considering his position after six weeks um He's been working to try and improve the culture with the uh, the English rugby team. And there was also the team doctor has, uh, he's leaving after the November internationals. And I don't know if it was scheduled or not, but right. that story was... So it's a the main story seems to be, therefore, that uh, the high turnaround, the high churn within Eddie's team, I, su- I suppose. Uh, and is one of the accusations of how can players find sort of structure and consistency and understanding of message and clarity of thought. It's fine when you're beating the team by 30 points or it's fine in the training session, but under pressure you sort of sink to the level of your training. And if your training has been inconsistent and uh, varied and continues to change, then it is difficult to react to really good teams like Ireland. But in this particular instance, um, South Africa and for 72 minutes, New Zealand. There's, um, yeah, it's it's a really tough watch at the moment, England. I still turn up with hope, but amazingly, um, I used to turn up with expectation at Twickenham, and that's a major transition for a fan. I was a Manchester City fan since 1981, and always it was the hope that killed me. Um, and it's just a little bit like that at the moment with with England rugby. We have absolutely no idea what's going to appear in front of us for 80 minutes at Twickenham and uh, we sort of hope for 40 minutes of good rugby never mind sort of demanding 80 Is there a fix for that? Um, So I mean I I can understand 
that's a very short question with a long pause, uh, asking me and hoping for me to go in one direction. I sort of not a route I'm going to go down. I, I, if you want me to ask if the regime stays the same, what do they do? Uh, look, they have to find uh, exactly what I talked about, consistency, clarity, selection. Uh, if you spend time together in the saddle, in the centres with someone, you begin to understand their nuances, their idiosyncrasies. Um, if, if I'm allowed to sort of talk about the relationships I had with my chap who's just come forth in the jungle, Tyndall, you, you, you really begin to understand what their strengths and weaknesses are by playing day in, day out. We would occasionally rotate in and out with Mike Cat. I've played with Mike since under-21s. So by the time the World Cup came around, I'd spend 11 years um, playing playing with Mike Cat. And, and those sorts of relationships sometimes uh, are more important than picking the best players. Now, I'm not saying we weren't the best players, but actually to, to stick with a group and pick them, which to then revert back to the sort of England cricket team with uh, McCollum uh, and giving the opportunity to Zach Crawley where others may have gone, you know what, it's done. But actually having that confidence as a player that he's the coach has your back it is crucial. I mean, I, I haven't heard, and again, I've been missing because I don't work in rugby as much as I used to. Tommy Freeman, for example, um, being injured, been playing really well, comes in and doesn't reappear for the second half. Um, I don't actually know. I mean, not, not that many played well in the first half. I, I, I don't know, actually know what he did wrong. Um, he didn't do a huge amount right, but neither did anyone else. And, and I think those, those are the sorts of moves that make it difficult to understand and therefore tough to love. There's talk, Will, that this RFU review might be heavily influenced by the players. The players will be asked what their opinion is of, of Eddie Jones. Is that, is that the right thing to do? Should players have a say? Uh, well, well, I mean, if you, again, you can only sort of judge it against your own team. Um, if we did a review in our day, I, I mean, everyone assumes we all love Sir Clive. I love Sir Clive. He picked me. There was, if I'm at a squad of 30, there's 15 lads who didn't love him because he didn't pick them. He put them on the bench or they weren't even in the squad. So, it's always a dangerous one, but I do think I do think it's important to get a diversity of opinion and and uh, an opinion from those who work most closely uh, with. I think, as always, then there will be uh, the extremes. There'll be some big noise, and they have to a little bit like is it the ice skating marks referees? They remove the bottom two and the top two and go with the interquartile range. I love a little bit of math. And that tends to be in the bell curve where the vast majority of the messaging will come through. So, yeah, I think I think it is important. I think there's always a sliding scale of weight to it and, and to what weight you, you index and, and attribute player feedback. But if player feedback and noise is, um, for all our messages publicly of of coherence and, and strong culture privately isn't, then again, it, it would make, make things difficult to continue. Um, if it comes out as super strong and super positive and they'd go to war uh, for Eddie, then, then that has to be considered in amongst the results. It does seem like any one of a number of outcomes is on the table here, which hasn't traditionally been the case with a lot of these reviews. You would have felt like, okay, we're going to do our review and at the end of it, we'll recommend that we all try and do a little bit better and we'll all try and do that a little bit better collectively. That's not the case this time for whatever reason. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like that outcome um, where there might be a split is is at least on the cards uh, or as an option or on the yeah. table rather than uh, on the cards maybe. Yeah, look, I think the RFU would have been confident or hopeful 
that by winning a series in Australia, which is not as good as winning a series in New Zealand, obviously, but still winning a series in the Southern Hemisphere would have would have put these discussions to bed. Um, like with all things, uh, noise, media noise, understanding what's going on has a marginal impact on players. They're, they're not daft. They can listen to it. They understand what's going on. Um, uh, and again, any sort of turbulence, uh, I think you said that you used the word squall, any sort of squall in and around camp uh, and batting off questions like this in the build-up to the Six Nations will detract from the total focus of playing. And if it detracts from the total focus of playing, then um, you don't perform as well uh, as you would have done. You want to quieten that noise as much as possible. So that's that's the problem the RFU have. They have, they have huge decisions to make. I'm not going to be um, drawn on what I would do um, but then there needs to be a dramatic improvement in play. Otherwise, England, uh, who have been given a very, very favourable draw, and that is without being in any way disrespectful to Argentina, Japan, Wales, Australia, our side of the draw. But um, were England currently uh, in your side of the draw with South Africa, New Zealand and France, uh, England would be about 50 to 1 to get past the quarterfinals. As it is, even with what's going on, I think we're probably pretty solid favourites to make a semi, which is uh, to make a semi final, which is extraordinary to think when we've had the run of results we've got here. And that's another factor that has to be taken into account. If you don't know where to go next or what to do or who to bring in, then you can gamble. You can gamble on the fact that the World Cup draw has, has offered. Again, these words will come back and bite me, but, but have offered England a very nice opportunity to play decently well without knocking it out of the park and find themselves playing in a semi-final. I mean, I think even an Irish fan would probably go, I wish we could swap places with oh, England. Oh, yes. In the oh, yes. We're, we're very jealous. We're like, I, but I think the Welsh are thinking the same and the Australians are thinking the same. You well, know, form isn't great, but... Put together no, three that, or four games. Yeah, and, and that has to be factored in to what's going on because do, do, England are, are planning and they are planning now for who takes over from Eddie after the World Cup. They will have a handover, a smooth transition. They will have identified their man or are currently identifying their man with Con Roche. Um, I, I believe it's either Ronan, uh, Razor Robertson, Steve Borthwick, um, or a and other. I think there's a fourth um, in, in the pot, um, and they will have an idea of how that will follow through smoothly. The last thing you want to be doing is changing anything twelve months in advance. But as South Africa proved in 2018, 2019, um, there's always time. So um, yeah, it's an inbox, a full inbox for Bill Sweeney. Probably not helped by um, the, the, the gentleman talking yesterday about stuff. Um, but you have to have a thick skin if you're a CEO, and that makes that's the same if you're running BT, Sky, or a sports team. One last question. If 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 they were to make a change, would that galvanise support? Like, it, it, what's the... When you're you're recording your videos and everybody should follow you on, on uh, your various social platforms to, to see your post-match reaction, when you're, yeah. when you're done that and you're talking to the fans afterwards... There's obviously like a disconnect with the team at the moment, but is it yeah. possible that that can get turned around quite quickly? Yeah, I mean, I think 
you only have to look at sort of football to understand a manager gets removed, the next manager comes in and they win the next two with the sort of, you just hope it's not, and I hope this is an appropriate phrase, a dead cat bounce, which is the sort of classic, yeah, quick uplift, but then back down again. So um, certainly in the, I mean, what does a corporate hospitality function of 500 tell you? It really gives you a straw poll. Um, and certainly there is a massive disconnect currently now between fans and the team. My great friend, um, I, I shall spare his blushes, but has been played rugby all his life, um, was a decent player, has watched England all his life, left at halftime, um, which is an inconceivable thought um, from my great friend. And if he's leaving at halftime, the bellwether, the barometer uh, is not good for what England are doing on and off the pitch. Well, great to have you with us. Thanks a million. Cheers, guys. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.